بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد ونبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أكمل المؤمنين إيمانا أحسنهم خلقا وخياركم خياركم لنسائهم رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن صحيح Continuing with the hadith, which we began the discussion yesterday, Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, the most perfect, most kamil, most complete believer so far as his iman is concerned is the one who has the best and the most beautiful akhlaq and character. And the best amongst you is the one who is best in dealing with his wives. This hadith, as we mentioned, is similar to the hadith where Rasulullah wasallam said, خَيْرُكُمْ خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِهِ He said that the best amongst you is the one who is best in dealing with his family, his wife, his children, etc. And then, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam commanded us or instructed us to take our cue and to take our example from his noble conduct himself. But he said, وَأَنَا خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِي He said, I, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, am the best in dealing with his family. Obviously, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam equated the development of one's iman with good akhlaq and character, and particularly good akhlaq and character in our homes, in making our family, or in causing or bringing about a cordial and harmonial atmosphere in one's home. He said this is kamali iman, and obviously the highest level of iman was the level of iman of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So it is logical that Nabi Pak himself will have set the bar on a very, very high level as to how we should behave in our homes. And in fact, like we mentioned, this relationship, the relationship between husband and wife, is what we call the edifice or the foundation upon which, the, in fact, the continuity of the human race is based. This is why in Quran also, many, many verses in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has devoted towards teaching us as how we should behave within our homes. And in fact, this is ibadat. It is a form of worship. It's mentioned about one great wali of Allah ta'ala. Years of mujahadat, ibadat, exerting himself in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, abstaining from sins, etc. This particular person, in order for his spiritual development, for there to be no impediment whatsoever, he opted for a life of abstention in the sense that he never got married also. He said when he passed away, one of his murids saw him in a dream. And they asked him that how did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deal with you? To this he responded that Allah ta'ala made my maghfirat. I received great rank. 
recompense return for the years of mujahadat and ibadat, etc. But he said that those who had wives and those who had families, they have gone ahead of me. I was not able to reach their rank and their status. We have this understanding of perception of spiritual development of kamali iman that this means to exert yourself in ibadat fast a lot make a lot of tilawat of quran make a lot of zikr etc what we don't realize my respected brothers is that exerting yourself or investing in your relationship with your wife and your children this is also ibadat in fact this is great ibadat the mafum of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that there are some sins. There are some sins when a husband has to make sula with his wife. When a husband has to repair his relationship with his wife, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives certain great sins that otherwise would have led to the destruction of this person. Normal tawbah, normal repentance would not have got those sins expiated in the way when a husband makes sulah with his wife, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes so happy and Allah ta'ala wipes away these sins. Today we find very commonly this message coming back of what we call emotional deprivation. Our lifestyles have become such, you look at a person, his whole life revolves around the cell phone, he revolves around doing business deals, to the extent that very often this complaint comes that the person at home, physically he's present, but mentally and more importantly, emotionally he's completely absent. Many, many marriages are breaking down because of this also. And it's common complaint. Common complaint that the husband, his heart, his mind is no longer with his family, it's elsewhere. To invest yourself in, in one's relationship with one's wife, with one's family, this is ibadat. This is kamali iman. And these can be extracted directly from the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam conducted himself in his home. He was not... He had the boj, the burden, the worry of the entire ummah. The whole of humanity to come, the, the last person to come before qiyamah, the akhirat, the jannah, jahannam of that person had been placed on the shoulders of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yet, yet the same personality, if you look in his home, he's crawling, crawling on his fours, on his back are his grandchildren. Allah's Rasulullah is playing with the little children at the home. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was very young when she entered into the marriage of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. She narrates one incident, she says once there were some Habshis, Abyssinians, they were engaging in a certain type of play in the courtyard of Masjid al-Nabawi, using weaponry in a certain type of, to use the, won't use the word dance, but they were doing some sort of a movement which was, very, which was there for entertainment. So Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says, because I was young, I had interest in that, to see that. So she says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, afforded her the opportunity. He gave credence to the fact that she was young. He says he shielded her, made parda. And Allah's Rasul sallallahu created a gap between his upper arm 
and his sides or his flank in order to enable Aisha radiallahu using him as a veil to look at whatever these habshis were doing. So Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave her this opportunity and Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha look at her intelligence. Like I said, she was young when she entered into the marriage of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa But from this exchange that occurs in this incident, we can see the allowance that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave towards his wives on the one hand and on the other hand, how much of confidence they had in their relationship. Aisha radiallahu anha says that فَقْدُرُوا قَدْرَ الْجَارِيَةِ الْحَدِيثَةِ السِّنِ الْحَرِيصَةِ عَلَى اللَّهُوِ She says, work out yourself. I was a young girl at the time, a young woman at that time. And obviously, being someone young, I had a lot of interest in amusement. I had a lot of interest, I, I could spend a lot of time in that. So she says, I stood for a long time looking at these habshis interacting. And she says that in this I caused taklif to Rasulullah He obviously had something else to do. But he had afforded me this opportunity. So he kept on asking me, Hal shabiat, Aisha, have you had enough? She says, I said, La, no, Ya Rasulullah, I haven't had enough. In other words, carry on standing here, let me carry on looking. So she says, he kept on asking, Ama shabi'ati, fa'akul la. I kept saying, no, why? Li'anzura manzilati indahu. She says, I wanted to see how much of love he had for me, how much of patience he would have with me, how much of tolerance he would have with me. And we find this is human nature. A woman will push the husband. Naturally, she wants to see what place she enjoys in the heart of the husband. Today, unfortunately, like I said, the husbands are emotionally bankrupt. They are there physically in the home, mentally they are somewhere else. They've got no time. They don't invest themselves at all in their relationships. And this is why homes are breaking down. Allah's Rasul taught us this is ibadat, to invest yourself in this relationship, to build your home, to create a harmonious atmosphere. So coming back to this incident, she says, I kept on saying no. I wanted to see how much of tolerance, how much of patience, how much of love, how much of time he will have for me. She says, I pushed him and pushed him and pushed him, insisting that Ya Rasulullah, you carry on standing here. Until she says, وَلَقَدْ رَأَيْتُهُ يُرَاوِحُ بَيْنَ قَدَمَيْ She says, it reached a point that I saw Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shifting foot to foot, foot to foot. His Mubarak feet became, started to pain. It was difficult for him to stand so long to afford Aisha radiallahu anha this opportunity for what? To look at some habshis that were playing in the courtyard of Masjid al-Nabawi. Yet he stood until Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha herself became tired. And then she said, Ya Rasulullah, enough. Like this, there were many, many incidents in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Once he was returning from the path of Allah ta'ala in jihad, Returning from an expedition of jihad and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says to the sahaba, carry on. So they carry on. Aisha radiallahu anha says, he, she, he did this until myself and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam were now alone. We had a bit of solitary time. 
even though in an expedition of jihad. And then he says, then she says, and understand, jihad occurred in the latter part of the life of Rasulullah wasallam. in the last 10 years in Medina Munawara. Badr was in the second year. That time Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam would have been, he was 53 when he came to Medina Munawara. So from 53 to 63, that part of the life Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi was in Medina Munawara. Badr Nabi sallallahu alayhi would have been 54 or 55 at that time. So this expedition Zairan took place after that. And yet what does Nabi sallallahu alayhi do in the solid, in, 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 in confinement in the desert? He says to his young wife Aisha radiallahu anha, will you not race with me? She says, I raced with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In that race, I beat him. I, I came first. She was happy about it. One or two years passed in another expedition, Rasulullah sallallahu again, when they were returning, he said to Sahaba to carry on. Sahaba went ahead. When he was alone, Nabi sallallahu said to Aisha, will you not race with me again? This type of play, light, amusement, light, what we might use, call it romantic banter. This is shariat, this is deen, this Nabi Islam directly taught us. She says, this time I had become a bit heavy, so he beat me in the race. And then he smiled and said to me, Hadihi bitilka sabaka. Aisha, you remember last time? You remember last time you beat me, I beat you now. This is direct from the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa From these incidents we learn the demeanor, the manner of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in his home. Shall I continue?